Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. We are so excited to have one of our favorite people in the world on today, who is also known on YouTube, Instagram, as a routine coach and life coach and mentor. We are so excited to learn some valuable insights and her top three organization tips that are going to make your life run smoother. Welcome, Diane in Denmark. It's great to have you. And those of you that are members of our Dressing Your Truth community, you've met Diane through our groups and you, many of you follow her on YouTube. And if you go check her out on YouTube, because whether you need organization support or not, she's guaranteed to put a smile on your face. She is a type one in my energy profiling system. And she's just, your attitude's phenomenal. You've had, I bet you've heard this a lot this year as well as we're recording this in the early um, in early January in 2021. I bet you've had a lot of your fans and followers thank you for how you've maintained through a challenging year prior to this such a great attitude. Yeah, I've had a lot of comments about you know the usual thing a breath of fresh air, being a lighthouse. Yes. in the dark moments. Uh, yeah. so, so that's been very, very encouraging. Yeah, so beyond even the organization tips, um, she's emotionally uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. And as usual, Anne is with me and joining as my co-host today, which is great. She has a lot of thoughts to share as well because she is in the, uh, many of you know, this is why I brought Anne into the podcast uh, more recently is because She's in the trenches with the kids. The trenches. I'm I'm a I'm the veteran parent. I like to call it on the playground. I'm on the playground. <laughs> You're right in it. But so. I will I will say, even if you don't think you need routine tips, still go follow Diane because she will say something that will inspire you. Because I'm someone who thrives on routines, and I. I've just naturally drawn to that, but mm-hmm. listening to Diane and what she has to share has taken it to another level. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Diane. We're glad to have you here. You're very welcome. Absolutely, I love the podcast. I I actually listen to it when I'm doing my routines. Oh, it's just yeah. it's just the right length of time. Yeah, you learn a then- lot. You learn a lot about the energy types from a perspective of looking at through a child's life. So yeah. I, I, I learn a lot while I'm getting things done. And, and that is uh, perfect, perfect for when you're cleaning. Well, let's get right into these three tips. Um, share your first one that you feel is if, and this is, we, these will be applicable to any type. And these are really for parents. So this is for your benefit, no matter your type, these are going to be a benefit to you. Okay, so the first one is to make sure that you have a daily routine and, and, and something very, very simple where we're not, we're not making a long list here, but uh, a daily routine, one for school nights, you know, Monday to Monday to, uh, sorry, Sunday to Thursday, and then one for the weekends so that everybody knows what's expected of them and it just sets us up for a good day. So your, I think this is important, 
your routine for the next day doesn't start in the morning. It starts the night before. The night before, exactly. Yes. So, then, so there's no kind of grumpy mornings. You know where everything is. You've got everything right. set up. And it doesn't take any more time because you're doing the same things. You're just moving it up in your schedule. And that's going to take away a lot of the stress. And, and that's where parents really feel the stress is in those busy mornings. So what are some of the few things you would pay attention to the night before that set you up for success the next morning? Uh, especially for the kids, knowing what is coming up for them the next day. Do they need sports equipment? Where is that assignment? Do they have papers to be signed? Where's the school bag? Is there, you know, yesterday's packed lunch? Is it lurking at the bottom? Uh, and, and even things like, you know, laying out clothes for the next day. If you have a child that's kind of very, very slow in the morning, all, all those kind of things are, are going to help them mm -hmm. and uh, make it less stressful for mom and dad too. Breakfast too? How do you prep for uh, that? Yeah, well, normally we, we set the breakfast table in the evening. As soon as we've had dinner, we reset the table for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Those are and things you'd have children do as well. Yeah, so those exactly. could be their assignments, not that yeah. the parents are doing all that. No, 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 oh, no, no. This is the that this should be the kids. I mean, they know what they're they're having for breakfast, and it also ensures that everybody is actually eating breakfast because it's all set up and ready to go. Right. Do you what What about you? Do you do this, Anne? Yes, I find when I do, it's more successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the follow through. It's actually yes. just taking that five minutes. When you I think, up dinner. Yeah, sometimes you can get so consumed with what's going now or, you know, the dishes that need to be cleaned up for dinner or, okay, mm -hmm. everybody, we just need to go to bed now. Like the day is done. Let's move to bedtime. Mm -hmm. That then, and then you're, you know, you're just doing your own thing as a parent. Once the kids have gone to bed, once I'm headed up the stairs, I'm like, oh shoot, I got to get ready for this and this and this tomorrow. And yeah. If I throw it to the morning, then I will be much more yeah. rushed and frantic. And so exactly. making it part of the routine. Mm -hmm. And you've said something um, in, in another a video at an event we had. You said, don't do it like at bedtime. Do it at dinner time. Move your routine for the next right. day earlier in the day uh, yeah. so that you can then have time to relax and you're not getting all these yeah. to-dos done. We, when you're not as tired either. Yeah. Exactly. You, you need to make it, we have a routine uh, and a rule here in the family. Nobody gets to leave the dinner table until, uh, well, they can leave the dinner table, but they've got to come back and help clean up. You know, everybody cleans off the kitchen counters, puts things back in the refrigerator, makes packed lunches for the next day. And, and, and that should really be the time for, you know, you can reset the breakfast table. Everybody can have different tasks. And that way, once that's done, everybody gets to relax and really enjoy the evening. You know, you've, you've got nothing hanging over your head. Now, do you sit down for breakfast together? I mean, no. And I should mention, for those of you who don't know, Diane actually lives in Denmark, obviously, Diane in Denmark. But <laughs> I think some of you're better at, in your culture, where I think in the United States, families are getting back to this of, making a more strict effort to sit down together even mm. for dinner let alone yeah. breakfast <laughs> yeah. 
I always so. like the breakfast table. I know. I mean, we're all eating at the counter while the kids are. I'm are standing you all sitting? eating. I'm curious. You all sit down at the breakfast table. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. Uh, but we all we we all perhaps eat at different times. But just that very fact of it having, you know, the plate there, the the box of cereal, uh, wheat porridge. Yeah. It just means that when you come into the kitchen, it's all set up. You've really not got an excuse not to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so important with the kids also for the, for mom and dad, because you wouldn't let your child go without breakfast. So why are you doing it to yourself? You know, you're too busy doing other things. You've really got to, you know, be good to yourself and eat. So, uh well, the prep, as you're mentioning, your your daily prep starts the night before. It takes yeah. away the frenzy. That's what I see the difference because yeah. there's a lot of running around, hurrying, and trying to get a lot done, and it's frantic and frenzied, and it's just not a great way to start your day. Absolutely not, and it takes the same time. I mean, it takes the same time to bring out the breakfast bowls, cereal, as it would do mm-hmm. the next morning, but the stress yeah. is gone. That, and that, that's the big, that's mm-hmm. the big takeaway I think for many mm-hmm. people. We discover, well, it, it can you can have an enjoyable start to the day. You could even do um, with the outfit preps now. You're you plan you well. You'll do several, but you know me. I'll do like <clears throat> ten ten at a time. You know, yeah. I'll get. And you did that with Katie recently, Anne. Mm-hmm. You followed my what what I do, and Diane does this as well. Is we assemble the whole outfit from accessories to everything. And as you know, I hang them and I have everything ready to go. It's a grab and go outfit. Now you did several outfits with Katie. Mm-hmm. And we rolled them up and put them in her drawer. So and they, they were, were ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and really so, enjoyed that. And she, she loved it so much. She told me, she said, Grandma, Mom helped me put, what, half a dozen outfits mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So a you could do that there. same idea to get ahead of it so it's not... That yeah. that's why I don't want to have to do it every night. I do it in mass <laughs> and spend <laughs> a little actually... more time. Then I don't have to think about it for about 10. Yeah. Or, weeks. you know, my type three, Katie, she's really thinking ahead. She doesn't really prefer pajamas. And so she'll wear her clothes for the I next day. That. Yeah. And so she's already in her clothes when she goes to bed. I mean, she's most, really. Most kids are wearing knit fabric. So what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, come lots... on. <laughs> That there are lots of ways you can do it. You can do it like the top, the top drawer of their chest of drawers. That can be their next day drawer where they put all the things that they're going to need for idea. the next day. You know, whether it is uh, sports equipment, you know, sports gear, their outfit. Uh-huh. Or you can also have, you know, those kind of cubby hole um, the, the hangers that you can put in your closet with, you know, the seven holes in them. You could do outfits Monday to Sunday. Uh, I actually, a, a client of mine, uh, where the kids were moving between the dad's house, you know, the parents were divorced, and the daughter mm-hmm. was moving between the two houses. The mum could pack her outfits for the whole week in one of those, you know, cubbyhole things, mm-hmm. and then concertina, fold it down, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just goes into, and then when she gets to dad's house, she just pops Opens it in the it closet, up. and yeah. the outfits are ready to go. Yeah, that's cool. So lots of ways to do it. Time to take a short break, but don't worry. We'll be right back after this. Knowing your type and your child's type changes everything, doesn't it? It helps you to understand one another better. It can help your outside too. 
When you wear clothes that express your type, you feel better, you look better, and people understand you more easily, including your kids. Carol Tuttle created the Dressing Your Truth program to help you dress true to your type and create a personal style that expresses who you really are. The best part? You can learn all the basics for free. Start loving how you look and feel at DressingYourTruth.com. One thing I'll do, I'll add is, you know, my each child has different things that they need to get done throughout mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. And so we've started calling, um, I've made a list for each child. Well, mm-hmm. for Katie, she's almost nine. Sam, he's almost five. So Roy, he's three. So he doesn't have too many must-dos is what we call him. So I make a list, mm-hmm. Katie's must-dos, and I put piano, homework, whatever else is on there. And then it's the get-to-dos. What do you get to do? Maybe you can watch a show or but once we can, the must-dos are done, mm-hmm. you get to yeah. do. We get to have mm-hmm. a friend over. And she's been really motivated by like she I actually got this idea from her teacher. They have a list in their class. So it's really nice that she's has that routine in school and also when she All comes right. home now. Mm-hmm. And so they know they get to the list and they say, Okay, I gotta mm-hmm. do these things and then they can look forward and say, Okay, mm-hmm. but what after that, what do I get to do? That's a really good insight right there to what is your child responding to that a teacher's doing? We'll just duplicate it in your house. Yeah, that's yeah. a really great idea. Yeah, well, I saw it on your board. I was excited about that. Let's and I've to... created must-dos for me too now. Like, what, okay. are, what do I absolutely need to get done today? Because sometimes your list can just get really long. Mm-hmm. And so sorting out like what to do's. <sighs> I should add that. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> that when we get to the type two organization yeah. tips. Diane had some good ideas. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, we I... actually do that as well. We, we call them go-to-do's and wanna-do's. You gotta oh, get that's fun to too. Do's and then you get to do your one do's. So that's good. Yeah. Same idea. Okay, shall we talk about the next point? Yep. Okay, uh, a set of house rules. And and again, don't don't make these really complicated or long, uh, but just kind of a, a set of house rules. It, and it will of course depend on your family, the age of your children, but perhaps you have ideas about eating together as a family, maybe you want to post a set of house rules on the kitchen and on the fridge saying that, you know, house rules, wash hands before we eat, Uh, everybody has to help once we have eaten, Um, make packed lunches before you leave the kitchen in the evening, you know, just keep them short, but just having the house rules where everybody's on the same page, it means that the grown-up is not, you know, the, the, the bad guy here. That, mm-hmm. that you come up with, and, and if possible, come up with these things together. Um, it, it depends how, how much you want to go into the house rules thing. Uh, perhaps inside the, the whole cupboard, you have a, a list saying, you know, as soon as you come in the door, you hang up your backpack. Um, so these are more... They're not behavioral, they're, they're management. No, no, they're just management. Just, just so that everybody knows when you come in the door, you hang up your coat, you hang up your school bag, and, you know, wash hands. You just keep it very, very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, creating rules like this in family, the structure supports children so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. they're looking for what do I do, or why is mom asking me to do this now, but she didn't ask me to do that last time. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you'll find that if you have like a like a type four child, as I do, they, they will point out 
if the others aren't doing it, you know. So, so, so you, you, may, you know, if you're a type one mum, you don't even need to say anything because the house rules are there and people will just, you know, hopefully follow them. But, but you know, try and put together the house rules as a family. Oh, I like that. Yeah, making yeah, it. And I think an idea you together. were in a, one of the podcasts I listened to, um, Child Whisper. You're actually talking about that where you had gone through with with your children. Uh, you know what what was reasonable and you know work work on these together do do be you know suddenly mum's been listening to the child whisper podcast and this is the way it's going to be you know and involve the family in it yeah I like that idea a lot something recently where we've created more rules is around the times that which we eat Mm-hmm. And I I read a book in the summer called French Kids Eat Everything, and it really inspired me to just get more structured in the way we eat. And so we have a designated breakfast time, lunch time, snack time, which we call goûter, which is the French word for a little snack, yeah. and then dinner time. And we I put a timer on and we, everybody sits at the dinner table for 30 minutes and we have a routine that we go through at the dinner table and it's brought like our, and I had to drill it into my kids because it was so different than what they had done, especially since we were home so much in 2020, you know, it was kind of like the pantry was always open and it was like, we don't need snack, one morning snack. We just had breakfast. We're having lunch soon. And so and it gets them to eat at mealtime. Yes. Yeah. It gets them to be hungry. And to eat more, you know, solid, a solid food, like right. Balance. Uh, more nutritious. Mm-hmm. And so I can just speak to that, how that has really benefited our family implementing those rules and guidelines, even though it took some definite learning and getting out of our old habits. And it's been helpful for you, me as well. You implemented family style. You put all of your um, food, food on the table. On the now. table. I was a short order chef before I was standing behind the counter, you know, until oh, no. everybody had gotten served and then I would sit down and then everybody would get up and I'm well, the, still I, eating. The interesting fact in that was she has three type three family members. Type threes eat faster than <laughs> type twos. And all of a sudden the threes would be out of there in 10 minutes. And, and my type two eats very little. So my, I yeah, my type two has a very uh, limited palate and he is done quickly for that reason and so, so by the time Anne would sit down they'd all be done that's why we say she has to leave she by herself yeah. I'm like I just spent an hour getting this meal ready and all you people are gone I was so bothered so anyway I think that's maybe a good place to start with where do you need the rules where are you experiencing the most frustration in yeah. your day-to-day routines okay yes. like let's yeah. let's start focus on points. eating let's focus on getting out the door why is that taking so long what what rules can be implemented sit down with the family and say this is the problem what are some ideas and lead that conversation out with yeah. your ideas but so start with your highest pain yeah. points not with everything and start to impl- get that going and then go to the next yeah so and, and with not... all of these things just just don't force it down everybody's throat because they're, they're going to um they're, they're going to quickly think oh mom has gone off you know she's going crazy with all these routines and things just, just do it gently and, and if it doesn't work change it up, you know, see, see what's working, what doesn't work. Yeah. And point out what is working and how they're benefiting. That's something that Mm. my kids have really enjoyed our family dinners and what we do together now and the conversations that we have. And so it's like, don't we, you guys let, like, look at how much better we're doing. Do you enjoy this? And point out the successes that you are experiencing 
by following you those rules and you can a, use that um, the next time you create a set of rules. You've a, you also have an interactive uh, conversation. You've added a conversational setup. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on family dinners. That might be fun. I know. Okay. <laughs> you, you've added more to it than yeah. what you... Well, okay, we won't say. You'll have to listen. <laughs> okay, number three. Number three is to declutter on a regular basis. So too much stuff. And, and, you know, we're talking about all the kind of things that kids accumulate, whether that's toys, games, sports gear, school journals, artwork. It, it, it's confusing for all the time. So, so you really have to help your children, teach them how to declutter. Um, and and we'll, we'll talk about that in the different tip, tips for each uh, energy type. Mm-hmm. Because th- this is going to be an ongoing um, challenge for them to, to sort out what they need to keep, what is sentimental, uh, sentimental things, and, and, and just make it a regular thing that, you know, things are coming in, they're changing ages, things are going out. So, um, and, 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 you know, just keep going with this because, you know, yourself, when, when the child is two years old, they have a lot of games and toys and then three years old they're into something completely different so they're 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 just changing and growing and um, so we've got to keep decluttering keep, keep an eye on what is coming in and what is going out now, i love this because to me this is the foundation of establishing a uh, your children can't manage keep their space organized when there's too much stuff it's overwhelming no. to them and all, for all types Yes, for all types. I think it's just uh, um, we children don't naturally have these. These are learned skills. Managing space and being tidy and organized is a skill set. There's, it's not a tendency that people are, I think, effortlessly born with. I think um, it's acquired through modeling and acquired through teaching. But if people, yes. if you have too much stuff, you just, it's too, too much to ask of a child. We had a member of the Child Whisper Facebook group post a photo of their type one daughter's room. And everybody said the number one thing she had to do was get rid of about 80% of it. There was so much stuff. Like, don't even try. And I mean, this is like. I recently did that with Katie's yeah, room. It's like this I is, mean, we've you know, I don't I, even expect that of your child. We um I she has a lot of stuff and she gets busy doing something mm-hmm. and then she move on to the next thing. So it ends up being like a lot of papers that she's created crafts with and but there was a place for everything and so we could tidy up her room. But I had just had the idea one day, I was like, I just gotta take out half of the stuff in her room. And so, and before every Christmas, I kind of like to do a toy purge and go through and like, what are they not playing with? What can we give away? And so I was doing that and that idea came, I was like, I got to declutter her room. And so I, um, some things I got rid of. Gave Down to the, you, she's the, old the, enough to have an opinion about it. She, for this one, she wasn't there. I just went for it, but I <gasps> have. Did you know you were going to do it? Did I, you know you were going to do it? No. So, but I didn't oh, okay. give everything away. I'm going to have to step in there and see. I think you should never, ever declutter somebody else's stuff, okay? Because what is important to you or what you think is important or has cost a lot of money is very different for the child. But 
in my defense, I put it in a closet. So I did not give it away yeah. because I did recognize no, that. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You know, before they run off from this podcast and throughout 80%. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I've actually, and I have remove made my it, kids. Remove it, but don't, we're, we're not taking right. all yeah. the way But, but we, we've got some tips coming up for you on how to help your child. Yeah. yeah. And so there have, um, I have made my kids part of the process of we've gone through clothing. Like, do you want to keep this? Yes or no. We'll make piles and then we can go back through and sort it out again. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Diane, having them part of the process. That's part of the teaching. Yeah. And it's a and, teaching, it's a teaching yeah. moment. You know, and, and they learn very quickly how to declutter and uh, then it becomes easy. You know, yeah. you, you've got to get them, get them while they're young. Yeah. So going back, I probably should have made her part, but there were there. She has lots of like jewelry boxes. So I put a lot of like half of those in a box, put her stuffies in her closet, her dolls and things. And she's she came home and was like, wow, my room is so clean. And I, I did. I was like, should I be doing this without her? But I was in that moment of just wanting to get it done and wanting it to benefit me more in the moment. So yeah. but it's, it's start somewhere. in the end, her room has um, stayed a lot cleaner because she's just had less stuff. Mm -hmm. So declutter. Mm -hmm. Well, these have been great. And now we're going to wrap this podcast up and we are moving into creating, producing a podcast life and space organization tips for each of the four types of children. So look forward to those coming out for um, four more podcasts. And we're going to get real specific about each type some of their most common challenges, and Diane's tips when it comes to life and space organization. So thanks, Diane. These are great. They're uh, applicable to anyone. I'm going to encourage um, any adult would benefit from this, whether their children are raised, they have no children or not. These are all just great basic life management tips. So we'll wrap this one up. Thanks, Anne and Diane, and we'll okay. look forward to you listening in the future ones. Okay. Thanks, Carol. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.